All Year I Dream About Gaming Conventions. Welcome everyone to All Year I Dream About Gaming Conventions, the podcast you didn't know you needed about Gen Con, Origins Game Fair, PAX Unplugged, and beyond. I'm your host, Quarex. And I'm your other host, Ben. Dreamers, this week we're talking especially to those of you outside the U.S. who have to plan for convention travel well in advance, not because you listen to a podcast about gaming conventions, but because you get to contend with the U.S. border. But first, a convention report, this time by Ben. Wow, he does go to conventions. I went to a convention. Wait, well, what was it? So I went to PAX Unplugged, drove up 95 and up to Philadelphia and spent one of the three days at PAX Unplugged. How was Philadelphia, and did you go back in time and catch any ECW shows while you were there? I don't know what an ECW is. That was a shout-out to all our pro-wrestling crossover fans. If ECW stands for especially cold and wet... Nice! I did catch an ECW show. Perfect. And I woke up at 5.30 in the morning to drive up there. Mm. Once you got there. I mean, I feel like asking how the convention was is a pretty broad question. But how was the convention? I mean, generally, it, I mean, it's, it was absolutely a different experience from any other convention I'd been to mm-hmm. before, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, <laughs> it, it for sure was a different experience, but I, I generally had a pretty good time. Everything was different compared to what I'm used to. Since, of course, there wasn't an auction, unless there was an auction, please tell me if there was. I mostly am curious how the dealer hall was this year. I actually spend most of my time there, usually at conventions where I'm there for a number of days. I have, like, a plan, and I can eventually make my way to the dealer hall on, on like, the last day and do my capitalism. But it was just one day, and it was a, it was a pretty sizable dealer hall, a lot of interesting vendors. But I was there most of the time trying to, trying to do capitalism. I, I got a couple of them done. I picked up a zine game from the folks at Plus One Experience called Void 1680 AM. Won a couple of Ennies back around Gen Con time uh, and had sold out because of it. And, uh, you know, Tony from Plus One Experience had it back in stock, so I was excited to pick it up. I got some adventure modules for the game Mazes from the folks at Ninth Level Games as well. I got my father-in-law a Mm -hmm. long-form pamphlet from the Bodhana Group which does a lot of mental health and therapy in connection with board games and in connection with role-playing games. And my father-in-law, being a clinical psychologist, regularly asks me these questions and does not realize that I am not a psychologist. There weren't a lot of, like, kid things. Hmm. I wound up getting a foam D20 for my kids. Nice. I, I was trying to find gifts for my wife and kids and either i missed them or it was just very much focused on board games and in role-playing games a little less on the the tchotchkes and the ephemera i definitely remember i mean again i only went the first year but i definitely remember it being heavy on just games none of that like nonsense that you might find about the games at other conventions so LineCon, how did that go? You know, because I spend most of my time in the dealer hall, I uh, <laughs> largely avoided the lines Fair. other than the queue to wait in line to wait in line. Uh, <laughs> Go to our Facebook, and eventually I'll figure out how to cross post to Instagram. Uh, but there is a there's a picture of you know this this line to the queue line. It's <laughs> like what? That's yeah. You just said line twice. I'm impressed that they can double line it like that. That's good. What did you like other than the dealer hall? I suppose. Uh, yeah. So for all the jokes I'm sort of make about line con seeming like line con, the entrance into the convention was 
fairly easy. Uh, it was very orderly. I posted a video of the strolling of the nerds instead of <laughs> everybody trying to rush in through the front door. It's all very neat and orderly and no one gets trampled. So, you know, hats off to them for that. It did feel pretty laid back. I got to see some friends who either live in Philadelphia or t- cities near Philadelphia. I met with some publishers, which was kind of cool. And I'm getting over some of my reticency in terms of talking with people who make games that I would like to write for oh. and I'm getting used to that so no, that's good uh, it also did it didn't seem too crowded certainly not like lightly attended or sparse but I mm-hmm. I did not have the same anxiety like I did in the dealer hall on Saturday and Sunday at Gen Con where it's just mm. there there are too many people here <laughs> <laughs> why are they still letting people into the dealer hall yeah I, I don't know why I don't feel that because normally I don't want to be around a million people, but somehow I just accept it as long as we're all looking at dice and dice accessories. Okay, well, what didn't you like? I gotta say this, like, the lack of ticketing is <laughs> just kind of weird. Like, no one else does it this way? Yeah, they're very... I say this based entirely on my experience of posting on the forums the first year that I went. Man, there are some people that get real mad if you're like, why aren't there tickets? Well, we happen to believe in equality! Okay, I'm sorry I said anything. We have different opinions of what equality means. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave the forums now. Well, apparently there is, like, some sign-ups now that occur at eight in the morning which basically led seemingly to the app crashing from eight to nine in the morning each day in retrospect i should have followed my own gen con advice and found myself a sherpa it's fair to figure out events i didn't so i didn't wind up doing any events i i i, I had signed up to play second edition starfinder playtest wound up running into some other friends and missing mm. out on that so here's another thing and i'm sure that someone's going to get angry in the comments but thank you for listening to this far what is an enforcer and why do you call the people who help out con goers an enforcer i am not I, i'm serious when i say i don't read much into that but i've always wondered if it's some sort of like machismo nod like to get more dudes to say i don't know like i don't have an explanation for why you would do it unless you wanted it to sound intimidating instead of accommodating but the penny arcade people don't really seem that aggro like they have been capable of apologizing in the past for controversies so i don't i don't know honestly maybe somebody who's a penny arcade expo uh frequenter can just come on here and tell us sometime who knows But now, let's transition from talking about us going to international conventions and talk about you dreamers who are going to travel internationally to a U.S. convention. This isn't us telling you what you need to do. We certainly have traveled internationally. However, we pulsed some of our friends, colleagues, acquaintances about what they need to do when pulling this together. So if you're one of those dreamers out there who has helped us out, big ups. Otherwise, if you're a dreamer thinking about coming, coming and traveling internationally to the U.S. to a Gen Con or a PAX or a Origins Game Fair or or, or, or a Gary Con. Yeah, that's uh, this, this this is for you. 
The main thing I do when looking at any flight is try to make sure it's not just the perfect time of day, but the perfect number of connections or layovers, which is to say a direct flight at exactly when you want to fly. That may not be possible depending on where in the world you're coming from. Or where in the world you're going to. Like, how many direct international flights go to Indianapolis? Hey, there there are more than my local airport, which flies from here to Orlando, and that is all twice a week. If you can find a flight stopping in a city where you know somebody or at least where you kind of think it'd be cool to visit that might be the best especially if something ends up getting delayed or canceled won't be as big a deal if you're in like a big city you kind of wanted to check out anyway i know this is very luxurious talking about how you have all these extra days but if you're coming to gen con from overseas probably have some time and some leeway or else that's a that's a dangerous plan you've got Also, make sure you have trip insurance in case your flight has been canceled. Because if your flight is canceled, there are a lot of other dominoes that do not fall. So you can get it, sometimes get the trip insurance through your credit card. You may get it through the airline. I'm thinking of the times where I've had to go book something and they've they've said, trip insurance for this amount of money, blah, blah, blah. If you're traveling internationally, definitely pick up that insurance because of the way those dominoes fall. It's nice when Americans go overseas in that we don't have to worry worry as much usually about medical issues as we do at home but y'all that's an american saying yin's use definitely want to make sure you have some travel insurance for your medical needs in case you get sick here because you don't want to get sick in america without a compatible insurance plan of some sort oh my gosh our medical system sucks and that's with insurance And if you have medicines, try to bring anything you need medically with you, because I wouldn't trust that you'll be able to get it here. You know, minor stuff, fine. But as we discussed, the CVS near Indianapolis closed. Go back to day day one of Gen Con. Uh, I think I mentioned that the CVS in downtown Indianapolis is now a vending machine. Or you can catch an Uber ride. Assuming you can get a prescription for what you need, which may also be difficult. So getting into the U.S., you could fly, but you know you want to make sure you can actually clear the border and get to the convention. You want to make sure you've got a valid passport and confirm that it's not close to expiring. Because sometimes you you know if it's too soon, some countries won't let you in if your passport's going to expire within a certain amount of time uh, before your anticipated return. So pay pay attention to those dates. And if you're coming for business, make sure that if you need a visa in order to attend, that you, in fact, go and get that visa. Because nothing's worse than being asked to leave because you don't have the appropriate work visa in place. That's all very true. Get those. Now, once you've gotten through the border, you need to make sure that you've got a plan and you have money. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the other side of the immigration forms. Your B-2s had better discuss your budgeting for this big international trip if you're going to be making... A lot of you probably won't need visas, to be fair, to come here, but you might. But, yeah, just make sure you bring money or have access to more money. And I don't know how international ATM charges work, other than it's not fun. If you get stuck somewhere for two extra days in America, in a big city, you're probably going to be stuck in. It's not going to be cheap. Hopefully you'll go home with all the extra money you budgeted. It's good to carry at least two credit cards. Um, maybe one that you're trying not to use in the event that you lose one of the cards or one of the cards gets shut down on you. You are not sort of flying blind. Make sure it's also been enabled for international purchases because some banks do not like seeing the potential fraud occurring when, what is this person doing in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin? and how are they spending that much money fraudulent and sidebar every year if you read the discourse about credit cards and gen con 
most people will say like that fraud thing doesn't happen anymore stop giving that advice and then some people will be like hey there are international vendors that come here and i've gotten my card shut down every year when i buy something from the french guys because (laughs) guess what the charges go through in france it's still a thing just be prepared to call your credit card company if something comes up this is good advice in general, but certainly uh, make sure you've got some cash and U.S. dollars on hand in the event that you don't want to run your card or you don't want to in, in, invoke uh, international charges on, on certain things. Life might be easier if you hand somebody a $20 at the food truck instead of trying to push the, put a card through. And also just make sure you're prepared to get stuck a little while longer. I have a colleague who lives in Germany, and the past two Gen Cons, he has flown back to Germany, and he has gotten back three days later than he was supposed to because of flight shenanigans. So not only cushioning your budget for these sorts of things, making sure that you cushion your budget for return, that no one is threatening to fire you because you... Yeah, it took an extra three days to get home. I have one more thing about credit cards also, because America has come a long way in the last 10 years. We actually have chip and pin now, although we don't use the pin. And we have, you know, tap to pay. I'd say one out of a hundred times I use my credit card somewhere, though. They're like, oh, chip's broken. And I like go to tap. Oh, tap doesn't work. And guess what? I know y'all international folks don't have magnetic stripes on your cards anymore, even though we still do. And you would have no way to pay at that point, so. Oh, another good reason to have cash. Well, and it's still possible to to type the card. Like you could you could pitch a fuss about it. Would you trust people to do that? They couldn't figure out. No, it's. I suppose that's. I should acknowledge that language barrier. If English is not your first language, you're not traveling from one of the Five Eyes countries, or you don't regularly speak English. Most people are pretty cool about someone showing up. If you know if they're trying and. True. able to speak a language to some degree but it also makes a lot and like the, the, again this is not coming from me this is not me being an american going her 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 make sure you write the stuff down donde esta la biblioteca this is coming from one of our dreamers in brazil in particular who gave us this tip you know you you want to write down a couple of key phrases that that'll help you get around if uh you know eventually you'll get used to saying them you know if you're if you're lost also, trying to contend with language barrier is just going to make things harder for you. I have tried, and uh, this personally speaking, I respect anyone who speaks multiple languages, even if they aren't super confident with English, because I know that in theory I learned to speak Spanish, but if you sent me to Gen Con España, Convención General, and you were like, okay, find your hotel, I'd be like, ah! I just give up. The name of your hotel, where is this hotel probably do know that one where's the restroom to be fair where are the lorcana promo cards or you know whatever whatever game how much does this cost and those are the five phrases you're probably going to want to know so as mentioned before a lot of people be pretty cool if you're trying your best and not getting it i've had people sit at gaming tables i've been running and are you going to run it almost undoubtedly we are not the nicest country to if we're if we're being perfectly honest but most of the people you're going to meet are going to be sort of grateful you're here that you're trying and you're you're communicating you know you're, you're there you're excited and you're playing a game with them Other things. We've got 
episodes about packing for Gen Con. Everything really applies the same for international travelers. Go back to listen to that or go forward to listen to it when we inevitably record a similar episode again for Gen Con 2024. But because you're probably playing a lot more with bags, you probably want to be judicious in what you're bringing. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff here. If America does one thing right, it's selling you things. Disposable things from China that will probably break around about the time you're done with them. Yeah, anything you want to bring also that has a plug, don't forget. Either convert them or just don't don't use them or buy a disposable one. You know, all are good options. Uh, So that's it for our international dreamers. Let us know what in the comments or on facebook or our other social media platforms that we definitely pay attention to that you know what we may have missed and we may in fact shout you out in a future episode about the things we've missed greetings from the end of the episode weary traveler perhaps you would like to examine my social media wares all gathered at linktr.ee slash dreamaboutgamingconventions. We sell everything from Instagram to Facebook to YouTube. Soon we may have whatever tip jar the kids are using these days. All music for this episode was composed by Quarex. Except for Adidas, courtesy freemidi.org. All editing for this episode was by Ben.